Hello, I'm Mary Jensen. Thank you to Kate Cooker for giving me this opportunity to share my story. During a recent dinner conversation, I was asked if we were going to continue such and such COVID mitigation protocol at EMU at Lancaster, where I work on a permanent basis. I laughed and replied, if there's one thing I've learned during the COVID pandemic, it is that nothing is permanent. With that reality in mind, I've titled this reflection, Hello to Hear, encouraged by Irish poet Padre Otuma to tell the truth of where you are now. Name here, especially in the place you do not wish to be. Very early in the pandemic, I was grateful to be introduced to a reflection piece by Sherry Fullerton titled The Liminal Paradox. She named liminal space as a place betwixt and between, a mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual space in which we are destabilized and disoriented. A space in which old touchstones, habits, and comforts are now past, the future unknown. We only wish to pass through quickly with as little distress as possible, even though that is not likely. I have not yet found a better descriptor of the COVID-19 experience, but the paradoxical challenge she laid out was to wonder how this liminal space and time, this uncomfortable now, might also be a place and state of creativity, of construction and deconstruction, choice and transformation. And so I agreed that I would listen into this space to see what it might hold for me. As I listened, one of the recurrent themes that emerged was death. More than 800,000 people dying of COVID-19 globally to date. The murder of George Floyd. The friend who lost her husband in a horrific automobile accident the colleague whose father died of cancer on Easter Sunday. The specter of physical death was omnipresent. And then there were the little deaths, the loss of routine, the loneliness of quarantine, the grief of canceled events. These two accumulated and induced mourning. I found myself considering my own death the companion, in the words of John O'Donohue, who has walked beside me from the moment I was born, though seldom shows its face. O'Donohue's blessing for death goes on to encourage that the silent presence of your death would call your life to attention, wake you up to how scarce your time is, that you would gather yourself and decide carefully how you now can live the life you would love to look back on from your deathbed. The paradox of death juxtaposed with an appeal to be equal to the call of one's destiny stayed with me. And then there was fear. I drove 17 hours from Pennsylvania to Minnesota on March 19th and 20th, gripped by fear of catching the virus on the way. I feared for the health of my son who works as an emergency medicine physician in Michigan. 
fear of scarcity, fear of unemployment, fear during the protests and riots in Minneapolis, fear of being alone, fear of being perceived as unproductive while working remotely, fear of the unknown, fear of fear. 1 John 4.18 niggled at me. If there is no fear in love and perfect love casts out fear, what do I need to learn about love? Enter meditation teacher Tara Brock, suggesting that when I find myself stuck in permanent worry mode, feeling strangled by fear, it might be helpful to wonder what else is possible, to pause, to get quieter, to deepen awareness, to interrupt habitual patterns, to allow prayer to become the bridge that could deepen my trust in my belonging and belovedness. I adopted the Ignatian practice of imaginative prayer as a pathway to talk with and listen to Jesus. And in those precious times, I experienced the loving presence that would be the antidote to my fear. In keeping with the theme of this service, I discovered that nothing could separate me from the love of God. The final paradoxical theme that emerged for me during this time was that of breath. I was struck with the dialectic nature of breathing, in and out, expansion and contraction, full and empty. As COVID patients struggled to breathe, as George Floyd cried out, I can't breathe. As I found myself literally holding my breath, wondering when will this be over? What comes next? I also experienced the spaciousness of the breath of God, filling me with life anew. The power of breathing in love and breathing out fear. Noticing and being present to the rhythm of my breath rooted and grounded me in the spaciousness of the moment. And so, in the midst of death and fear, to paraphrase Padre Gotuma, I learned anew how to stand still, to recognize that wherever I am is here, to resist dreaming of where I should be, and to say hello to what I don't know. Good morning and greetings from the Mayo Coulter household. Like many of you, this pandemic has impacted our daily routines and our work life. Erica continues her work at the Lancaster Health Center, seeing non-COVID symptomatic patients. Telemedicine for her work has increased like never before. It's amazing that pre-pandemic telemedicine was not reimbursed through the insurance company. She has seen a relapse in her addiction medicine patients for a plethora of reasons, and that has added some worry to her plate. I continue at Masonic Village, much longer hours now, and basically at Masonic Village doing an overhaul of the nursing home environment 
Back in March, like many nursing homes, we closed our doors, we screened and scrutinized our employees as it related to their vacation time and second jobs. And we made really tough decisions on approving families to visit during end of life visits. Like many in the industry, we perform universal testing for all of our residents and staff. And we are preparing for retesting as the, the government has recently uh, put out new guidelines regarding retesting. Both Josephine and Oliver felt an impact when we had initially withdrew them from daycare, then we put them back in part-time. And now since Josie started kindergarten this past Tuesday at, L at LMS, we withdrew Oliver once again. Eric and I asked the kids what change was for the good because of the sickness. That's what we call it. They say that they would not have met their babysitter, Miss Ginger, and for that we are very grateful for her presence and wearing a mask uh, at all times while she's with them. Grandma mail, every Sunday, they get grandma mail from Yvonne. I think Yvonne gets more uh, of a kick of it than they do. And Grammy, my mom, visits almost every Sunday and is now here once a week to assist in our school transportation. It was a pretty hot July and August outside wearing a mask with my mom, but it was really nice uh, having her visit on a, on a routine basis. And as we've tried out new recipes, like most families, uh, Oliver actually has a new love for kiwi. Every day at work, um, I am blessed and we are blessed as a leadership team by our pastor who attends our morning meetings. She blesses us, she prays for us, she challenges us, she inspires us. And for me, it's a time that we get to be spiritually centered. I don't know how we would have been... Um, we would have gone this strong now six months in, in COVID prevention without her spiritual guidance. During this time, we continue to long for uh, those that decide with reason, not with conspiracy. We long for a time and respect for science, and we long for a respect for scientists during this time. We long for a time with our extended family, which has been limited, and we long for the holiday season coming up, which we know will be different than uh, prior and previous holidays. At East Chestnut Street, we miss the people. We miss all of you. We miss the routines. We miss the sermon. We miss the singing. And I, I long uh, to hear Todd in person to be fully centered again. We miss you all, and we look forward to getting together once again at church and in a safe time. Hope you all are well. Please take care and God bless. What are you experiencing today that is trying to separate you from God's love? In Romans chapter 8, Paul gives a list of things that he was convinced would not separate him from the love of God. So what is on your list and what is on my list? One year ago, my wife was facing her death with, due to cancer. There were times during her illness that we together and individually needed to learn in new ways to trust God, his love and his sovereignty. It was illness that tried to separate us from his love. In the months following her death, I experienced the healing power of lament. 
I lamented the plans and hopes we had together for this stage of life, which would not happen now. Slowly, I began to notice God's love coming to me in fresh and in new ways. I began to experience the joys of memories. As my, as my life changed from order and routine to disorder, I began to understand God's word in new and refreshing ways. It was living water to my spirit, and in new ways I was learning what it really means to wait upon the Lord. On January the 2nd of this year, I began to write about Nancy's and my journey through life. As I wrote, I felt Nancy's spirit and the Lord's presence with me. Within me, a spirit of sadness gave way to a spirit of gratitude and of hope. God provided the help that I asked him to give and which he knew I needed. He gave me inspiration to keep at the work, and he helped me with my memory to remember the past. I had prayed specifically for this. Having completed much of the first draft by early March, I took a break. I went away for a few days to a resort in Virginia, and it was during this time that COVID-19 was appearing on the world scene in international news. As I lived in a spacious and beautiful environment, it was not difficult for me to remain at home. I kind of welcomed it, for it gave me a new excuse to stay at the job, and it helped me to complete the project in a timely fashion. A significant way that the pandemic has affected me has been in awakening me to the sinfulness of disparity in health, wealth, opportunity, due to many levels of injustice. For this, I share responsibility, and I'm aware of the need for God's grace to continue transforming me and to show the way ahead. I close with a verse that has special meaning for me at this time, and it is Psalms 143, verse 8. Let the morning bring to me word of your unfailing love, for I have put my trust in you. Show me the way to go, for I lift my soul to you. Amen.